Well, hi everyone, and welcome to the Modern Cotton Story, sponsored by E3 Sustainable Cotton. I'm Jennifer Crumpler, Fiber Development Manager and Manager of the E3 Sustainable Cotton Program from BASF. Um, as host of your the show today, I'm really excited um, to be able to welcome our guests, but also to have um, industry consultant Bob Antishak joining. So, Bob, um, happy Friday! Happy Friday, Jennifer. Hope you're doing well. I am. I am doing great. Um, and today, I am really um, happy to introduce our guest for today, um, Mr. Um, Navdeep Sodi. So he's a partner with Gertsey Textile Organization, a well-known Zurich-based global textile and apparel consulting firm. Um, so Navdeep, thanks so much for joining us today to discuss a little bit about the global textile industry. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and now that we are going to, you know, in a little while, we'll jump into some of the different issues and things that are affecting the business and affecting and trends that are happening. Um, but before we do that, I know you've have a, have had a very accomplished career in the textile industry as an analyst and a researcher of markets for fibers, textile, um, man-made products like apparel and different things. You're also an expert um, as an economic analysis, market research, strategic planning. So a little bit of everything. Um, and I know you've also been a partner with Gertsey for many years. And so wanted to know if you would tell our listeners um, maybe a little bit about your background and some of that, because I know we'll get into some of the other stuff happening in the markets, um, but would love to hear about your background. Sure. Well, first of all, I have to give a disclaimer that, you know, I've been in this industry for so long and that's for the passion of it, you know. So that's pretty <laughs> important. Uh, I mean, as far as my short bio, I mean, I've been uh, uh, in this industry for 35 years. I have an international experience in the textile industry. Uh, well, of this, the initial 15 years was uh, in operations and marketing, and the, the recent 20 years have been in uh, consulting. Uh, I joined Getsi Textile Organization Switzerland in 2002, and uh, I'm a partner in the headquarters uh, responsible for the management consulting practice. Well, uh, looking back, I mean, I was uh, fortunate to start my career uh, at India's largest cotton textile group. That's uh, the Vardhaman Group as a management trainee uh, after completing my MBA. Uh, it's a great institution, I must say. And I really look back at uh, my formative years at Vardhaman with great pride and satisfaction. Uh, I was uh, in the international division uh, responsible as the head of exports to over 30 countries. And then I moved to West Africa, where I was general manager at the vertically integrated cotton textile company of the Cable Ram Chanrai Group. Uh, that is the parent company, incidentally, of uh, Olam, which is uh, a commodity conglomerate and, yeah. a, and a leading player in cotton. Okay. Uh, it was a great experience because the company had its own commercial farms, ginning and textile mills in Nigeria. And incidentally, you know, uh, I also had the opportunity to, to contribute to a Goa legislation for the inclusion of African prints, that's cotton African prints, as eligible products when the act was passed by the Clinton administration in 2000. 
basically, I belong to Punjab, uh, the cotton producing state in northern uh, India. And I did my bachelor's in accounting, in accounting and economics uh, and uh, an MBA. Uh, as regards my professional affiliations, I'm a chartered member of the Textile Institute uh, Manchester. So, I mean, as you can see, cotton has been uh, very much a part of my professional journey, Jennifer. Yeah, and it seems that, um, Navdeep, you've kind of touched every part of it, from marketing, communication, textiles, but then also the farm level um, trading with the merchant piece. So it seems like you've kind of touched a little bit of um, every component of it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been part of the entire value chain, uh, also working with cotton growers, with the processors, uh, and, you know, in the transformative value chain from yarns until finished fabrics and apparel. And now, of course, you know, in the last 20 years in consulting, very much, you know, uh, our work encompasses the entire uh, value chain. And that's uh, mm -hmm. an advantage because, you know, the components of the industry are so well integrated that it's important to have a holistic uh, view of the chain uh, when we are advising our uh, clients. I've had the pleasure of knowing you for a long time, Gertzi, and I've always found you to be a uh, very friendly and valuable resource and always very supportive. Um, and because of your deep experience and wide-ranging experience in textiles, I, I was curious on, on your opinion of, um, particularly now with all these geopolitical pressures that are facing the world and also our industry with global supply chains, which are vulnerable to those types of tensions. And I'm thinking specifically about Russia and Ukraine and the U.S. and China. Um, what do you see as the greatest challenges, you know, geopolitically as well as strategically for the textile industry, textile and apparel industries uh, today? What are the greatest challenges? Yeah, in your Bob, opinion? Yeah, that, that's, that's a really profound <laughs> A question before, yeah, a I, <laughs> before I come to the challenges, you know, let me uh, try to highlight, you know, uh, uh, five mega trends, uh, you know, that characterize our industry today. I mean, these are long-term trends which have been in the making and some of these trends, you know, they just got accelerated uh, post-pandemic. First, there is a long-term growth in uh, demand for textiles and clothing growing at a long-term rate of 2 to 3% year after year. The good news is that there's been a strong recovery in the consumption, uh, uh, and it's almost now reached pre-pandemic levels, and this is really great. The second important trend is in terms of sourcing patterns. The international buyers have shown a keen interest to diversify sourcing. Therefore, the phenomena of China plus N is uh, the number one KRA of the purchasing managers uh, today. Three, I would like to highlight, uh, you know, the importance of the trend for sustainability and circularity, which has very much become mainstream with commitments from all actors along the value chain. Number four, digitalization, which is happening both on the demand side as well as the supply side. So on the one hand, you have seen a huge growth in terms of uh, e-commerce and new players uh, 
which have entered the retail side and on the demand uh, on the supply side uh, there is a huge impact in terms of modernization of equipment, in terms of automization, and in terms of uh, IoT, etc. You know, and last but not the least, out of these five major trends is the trends in terms of uh, you know different uh, fibers. Now, with regard to the challenges, I think there are three to four urgent issues, and then there are the important ones. You know. Sourcing, I would rank as certainly the number one challenge that is facing our industry and the international buyers. Second, volatility and uncertainty, whether it's with regard to public health issues or geopolitics or volatility in the raw material prices. That's the number two challenge that our industry has to deal with. Thirdly, uh, which is actually a side effect of uh, the pandemic, that is inflation, both uh, supply side and uh, demand side, which is impacting uh, the entire uh, value chain. Last but not the least, uh, it's the environmental sustainability, which is a major long-term challenge the industry has to address, and within which I think water is really the elephant in the room, you know. So these, in my opinion, are really the current uh, urgent issues and the long-term challenges, uh, Bob, which our industry has to uh, needs to address and mitigate. Do you see inflation as a short-term problem or a longer-term? <clears throat> I problem? think inflation is a short to medium-term problem. You know, yeah, okay. it's not going to go away in six months. So. You know, this is really going to affect, uh, you know, the, the, the purchasing power as well as, uh, you know, the cost side to the industry. So, Nadeep, I know you spend um, a lot of time working with synthetic fiber companies as well as cotton organizations. Um, you mentioned, you know, you've worked your career in the entire supply chain. Um, at BASF and our um, E3 Sustainable Cotton Program, we're always concerned, and I think you hit on a couple of things, um, over the market share of cotton versus maybe alternative synthetic fibers. Um, and as we look at that kind of as the background, knowing um, with sourcing, we mentioned with some of the um, different things that are happening from a geopolitical standpoint, you know, how do you see or do you see that affecting the fiber business and that changing in the future, because um, you know you've got a lot of things you're balancing with sustainability and you know knowing that cotton being a natural fiber um, and the environment, so the environmental piece, but then at the same time, you know knowing that there's also the other tensions that are happening in the supply chain. Would just kind of love to know your thoughts about what that um, maybe look, will have effect on it in that cotton market in the future. Sure. Well, I think there are three or four uh, built-in topics, you know, which are embedded in your uh, uh, question, Jennifer. Uh, I mean, as regards cotton, <laughs> well, cotton is an epic fiber that has flourished for <laughs> over 5,000 years. Right. So, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there is no doubt. I, know, I always wonder, though, like what it has fiber. flourished as much um, free the internet, um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, having said that, we must admit that uh, with about 27 million tons of uh, production or consumption today, cotton has a market share of approximately 23 to 24 percent, 
in the mill fiber consumption of uh, approximately 115 million tons. Now, the relative share of cotton will shrink as uh, per capita and absolute consumption grows in the next 10 years. You know, that's a clear trend. And in the developing and less developed countries, the consumers will certainly need affordable clothing made from uh, synthetics. Uh, we believe that you know the vacuum created by cotton will be filled by some other cellulosic fibers such as viscose. And within that family, I predict that uh, lyocell will gain shares uh, due to its uh, high sustainability credentials. The issue of recycled fibers, uh, both pre and post consumer also remains an open question where there's a great amount of innovation uh, happening. Uh, well, in terms of uh, uh, Xinjiang, I mean, it is certainly a hot potato. I mean, for the international uh, supply chain, uh, there are already clear shifts to switch to alternatives. I mean, such as the American, West African and uh, other uh, origins. So I think in the near uh, term, uh, there will be other alternatives which will have to uh, fill the gap. But I mean, all in all, I mean, we see, see a, a, the demand, a strong demand for cotton to prevail in the coming years. Navdeep, what is your opinion on the health of the Indian cotton industry? Well, as far as, uh, I mean, the Indian textile industry, I mean, it is uh, quite buoyant and uh, looking to a bright future. In fact, I mean, I should add that there is a momentum and strong sentiment in the entire uh, subcontinent anticipating a shift in sourcing uh, pattern. Well, I mean, this is not a surprise considering that, I mean, uh, this is where cotton had originated, you know, I mean, uh, of course. thousands of years ago. So yeah. it's coming back full circle. It's coming, coming full circle, exactly. exactly. And uh, uh, we, we at, uh, I mean, uh, Gearsy organization, we are quite optimistic about the prospects, which is also reflected in the new requests that we receive every day from our clients who want to reposition themselves uh, for uh, future, you know. And uh, I mean, I see that, you know, in terms of uh, also uh, the fibers that the industry will process and the focus of the industry in the subcontinent in the next five to 10 years, while I mean, we see that, you know, cotton will continue to maintain its uh, uh, pole position. Do you, do you see any clear winners or losers in the, in, you know, with these fiber wars? <laughs> I mean, over time, I mean, cotton, of course, will be there, but will that cause changes in where people source their products from geographically? Well, I think uh, uh, if uh, uh, we have to look at uh, uh, the sourcing patterns, the Indian subcontinent uh, is very well placed. I mean, um, all the major countries and, you know, considering that there is a, uh, it's a fully integrated value chain available, there is uh, a very uh, a robust entrepreneurship available here, the support from the governments in the subcontinent, and I think the buyer's uh, the interest, you know. So certainly uh, there will be a, a great shift of sourcing towards the Indian subcontinent. We also see a similar shift towards uh, Turkey due to 
uh, nearshoring and also, uh, you know, the entrepreneurship that exists in Turkey and the availability of an integrated value chain. Vietnam will also play its uh, uh, role. Uh, so we certainly see these uh, three geographies. I mean, to some extent, uh, Africa will also play some role to, you know, ramp up its presence in the global textile value chains. We have seen some momentum in West Africa and so on. So all in all, we are seeing uh, a lot of patterns uh, emerging, you know, and I think that's that's very good for the health of the industry. And, you know, considering that all these uh, these patterns will lead to new investments, you know, and which will be quite uh, modern and in terms of, uh, you know, less water consumption, faster machines, reducing the time to the market and so on. So we are quite optimistic that the next, uh, you know, decade uh, should see these uh, changes in a positive way. Um, so now, they, I guess you mentioned some of this, but just, um, you know, looking at this for me, you know, my career, 20 years of it has been in agriculture, but it's been really in the cotton space, focusing on the farmer and their inputs and what they're doing on their side of it up until the last few years. Um, where I've really kind of started working downstream and upstream in the supply chain. Um, and it seems to me that, you know, the cotton industry, it's, it's got to continue to work hard. There's a lot of challenges to overcome um, globally. There's just, you know, a lot of things that we've seen, especially amplified in the past couple of years um, of trends and things that continued. So, you know, do you, what do you see? Are there any other main factors affecting, um, or what do you see some of those main factors affecting cotton prices? supply demand um and i mentioned i know you mentioned some around sustainability do you think that's here to stay or is that another trend in a couple of years we'll have a another um something else that we're looking at yeah jennifer that's a great uh, uh, question and uh, as we know that you know we are dealing with a natural uh, fiber and uh, you know this is uh, a function of uh, economics it's a function of uh, climate and it's a function of the downstream value, you know. So it's really, it's a very complex uh, uh, industry. Now, clearly, you know, the demand and supply along with the sourcing shifts will remain the key drivers for the cotton industry in the coming years, you know. From the supply side, I see two clear opportunities. One is a potential increase in the area under cultivation of cotton. And second, improved yields with breakthrough innovation. I don't know what that innovation will be, but certainly there is a potential for innovation in terms of seeds and also in terms of better agronomic practices. You know, This will be two important opportunities. Now, climate change will be the major factor impacting the supply of cotton in the future. Now, this is something not entirely predictable, but this is not entirely unanticipated, you know. So I think uh, uh, science and sustainability will have to play a great role to ensure the sustainability of uh, our industry, you know, on which, uh, I mean, millions and millions of uh, livelihoods uh, depend. And that's where I see that, you know, companies like BASF, they will have to really play a pivotal uh, role uh, in terms of injecting more and more, uh, you know, innovation and science into the industry. Now, Deep, as a follow-up to Jennifer's questions, uh, and you also touched on this earlier, 
Talk a little bit about the impact that the pandemic has had on the global supply chain. Um, are the effects lasting? I know it's changed, of course, and we all can see that. But um, are you bullish about the future or bearish? <laughs> Big one. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask those kind of questions. Sorry, Kathy. <laughs> well, Bob, for me, uh, you know, I have a natural sunny disposition. And so for me, the glass is always uh, half full. Uh, our industry yes, yes, you do. <laughs> I, I agree with you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Our industry is certainly on the threshold of a step change. Uh, the future, I believe, will depend on how the industry responds to these uh, big changes, these big trends, and embark on the new business models, you know. Uh, that's truly how I see uh, our industry uh, positioning itself for the the future. You know, and you see the uh, basically some of the trends that were in the industry prior to the pandemic. Do you agree that they've been kind of magnified by the pandemic and accelerated? Absolutely, because some of the changes, you know, that we have been talking about in terms of shifts in sourcing, in terms of sustainability, in terms of shifts in fiber consumption. I mean, these have been in the uh, in, in the making, you know, but, uh, mm -hmm. I think the pandemic uh, only uh, accelerated them, you know. I mean, take, for example, the issue of uh, digitalization, you know. I mean, for e-commerce, I mean, this two years was something that should have naturally happened after 2030, you know, so it has uh, already happened. And this has given a great impetus to the industry to reinvent itself, to push the digitalization and also in terms of modernization and upgradation and ultimately adapt to the, the consumer lifestyles and the consumer uh, behavior. So I think this is great for the long-term uh, changes in the in our industry, and this will really propel it towards uh, greater competitiveness in future. That's really how I see it. Well, wonderful. Well, I think we are about out of time. Um, and Navdeep, Bob, thank you so much for um, joining and for the wonderful discussion. Um, Navdeep, if any of our listeners should want to reach out, you reach out to you, or they have further questions, what is the best way for um, them to be able to do that? Well, I think the best way should be uh, by uh, email uh, and uh, or through uh, the e3cotton at bsf.com. I could easily be reached. Uh, our website is uh, it's uh, it's quite responsive. So through info at uh, .com, that should be the, the best way to access me. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much, I'm Navdeep, for being on. I'd also like to thank you, our listeners, for joining us and hope that you've enjoyed the show. Should you have any questions about the E3 Sustainable Cotton Program, please email me at e3cotton at basf.com. Also, um, make sure to please visit us on Instagram and Facebook at E3 Sustainable Cotton to catch up with all the latest information. Um, thanks so much and see you next time.